praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your kindness and your mercy and for your presence in our midst. We thank you for all that you will work out in our lives from this day forth. We thank you for bringing us into a reality that we have not yet known before. We thank you that your faithfulness demonstrated through the revelation of your words has been consistent. We thank you for all that has transpired that we know of and know not of in this conference. We thank you for all that you have ordained upon our lives. And as we conclude our meeting here tonight, we ask that the fullness of the blessing be fully bestowed upon our lives. This conference was none, it was not like any other. You brought us into a place in the spirit that we know that we know that surely the performance of all that has been spoken will take place in our lives. Holy Ghost, you have been shaking, quaking, uprooting, planting, and building us up. Our spirits, let them receive capacity to receive fully from you all that we should communicate to us through the power and the grace of the spirit that which you have promised we bless you we honor you we thank you For none of your words shall fall to the ground. And like Mary said, let it be done unto your servant as thy will. So we say, let your will be done in this place here tonight. And let your will be done in our lives. And above all, let Jesus be glorified. Let he alone receive glory from this confidence. Let he alone receive honor from this confidence. May the revelation of Christ resound in our spirits days and weeks and months and years after this conference is concluded. Let that grace continue to linger and linger and linger and linger and linger. Even the generational grace that will come upon your people here today. Thank you for divine understanding.
You never lie. You have never lied. And you will never lie. And tonight, we invite the Jesus who is the same yesterday, today, and forever to move in the midst of his people. And bless as he would and speak into our lives. For we acknowledge that our lives, our aeons, are framed by the rhema word of God. And that which is not seen is the cause or the parent of that which is seen. So from that dimension, things will be shifted. Things will be altered. That the things that we begin to see in our lives may reflect the changes that has taken place in the spirit. Give us words to speak tonight by the Holy One. The precious spirit of the living God. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Oh, how indispensable you are. How incomparable you are. Holy Spirit of the living God. Oh, how can I thank you enough? How can I bless you enough? Oh, you have done so much for us. Beyond our wildest imagination. Beyond whatever we could conceive. Holy Spirit. Oh, how merciful you've been. How kind you have been. Oh, how can I thank you enough, Lord? How can I bless you enough, Lord? For you have been faithful to us. Holy Spirit, you have been faithful to us. <laughs> you take solace in the fact you are the only one in the Godhead that has no name. You're the nameless God. <laughs> Such humility you display. So powerful yet so gentle. <laughs> so mysterious yet so relatable. How can we thank you enough? Jesus said, I cannot do anything without the Spirit of the living God. How indispensable you are. <laughs> How irreplaceable you are. Yeah. Everything we do could not have been done without. <sighs> Everything we do could not have been done without. I love you, Holy Spirit. 
I love you, Holy Spirit. As powerful as the wind you come. Mm. As gentle as the dove you come. Holy Spirit. Oh. How I love you. Mighty like the wind. Gentle like the dove. I love you, Holy Spirit. Oh. Mighty like the wind, gentle like the dove, I love you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Mighty like the wind, gentle like the dove, I love you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Mighty like the wind. Gentle like the dove, I love you, Holy Spirit. Mighty like the wind, gentle like the dove, I love you, Holy Spirit.
no one is truly like you. No one like the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Fighting like the wind, gentle like the dove, I love you, Holy Spirit. Fighting like the wind, gentle like the dove, I love you, Holy Spirit. You are gentle like the wind.
This sickness will kill you, but you are still alive. Nothing, nobody. You make me hope. Now you understand the lyrics. That if it had not been for the Lord God Almighty, I would not be where I am. I would not be who I am. I would not have a smile on my face. I would not have this God. I would not have this heaven. I am nothing. I am nobody. He makes me whole. So sometimes he is mighty like the wind. Sometimes he's gentle like the dove. He is the same Holy Spirit. One day Jesus asked his disciples and said, Who do you say that I am? And when nobody answered, one spoke up and he said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he said, Yeah, this has not been revealed to you through the medium of flesh and blood. But my Father has made this truth known to you. Think about what you have heard throughout these last three days. It could not have been the words of men. It could only be by the Spirit of the living God. So sometimes we just have to stop and give Him all the credit. Well, you know that you know that <laughs> I would have cracked. But Holy Spirit came through. Holy Spirit came through. Nothing, nobody. You make me. Some of you have went through things that is not humanly possible for you to come out as sane as you are. But here you are today. Hallelujah. Nothing, nobody. He's the one that mends all the broken pieces. Broken but whole. <laughs> you make me whole. We're going to sing the last parts of the song.
for the life that sustains for your accomplishments for your achievements for your titles and your positions for all that you are because now you realize that if it had not been for him life would not have turned out as it did Take all the glory, take all the honor, Holy Spirit deserving. And I want you to mean it. Take all the glory, take all the honor, Holy Spirit deserving. When you lost your mother, he became a mother. When you lost your father, he became your father. When you lost a sister, he became a sister. When you lost your brother, he became a brother that sticks closer than a friend. It is the Holy Spirit that has been with you all throughout this time. He deserves all the glory. He deserves all the honor. Holy Spirit deserving. Holy Spirit is 
Thank you. 
surrender my members to you. Coming, 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 
coming, coming, coming. Here it is. It is coming, 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 coming. Here it is. Uh. Open the doors. Open the gates. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis 14. You ready for tonight? I said, are you ready for tonight? idea of why I was saying what I was saying but I kept praying them out because these are words that come from the spirit right so the more I uttered those prophetic words the more my spirit moved further in the anointing of God's spirit now I noticed that I need to I need to persist in this because there is something here. I don't understand it, but there is something here. So after we continue to pray, I persisted in that. And then we finished praying. But throughout the days, you know, leading up to the conference, because we had it on Saturday, the conference was on Tuesday. So on Sunday, I kept thinking about it. What could this mean what does this generation of grace because i've never heard about i've never read it anywhere i've never seen it anywhere i've never heard it anywhere it was the first time there in that prayer where those words came out of my spirit so we we can then there was monday and then we had tuesday we came to church right on tuesday we came to church we came to church on tuesday on wednesday as we left the church just when the service ended 
the Spirit of God began ministering to me concerning what he had meant <coughs> when I uttered those prophetic words, generational grace. And it had to do with this conference specifically. So when he gave me the understanding behind it, I realized that this is something that the Spirit of God wants to release, wants to impart. Because this generation of grace is actually the original grace or the original blessing given to all those in Christ. But I want to help you understand certain things from the scripture, all right? To see how this grace works, how this grace functions, and what its purpose is. Last night we dealt extensively with covenants and bloodlines and the 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 severity or the cutting off of ourselves from the bloodlines from which we grew up. Alright? And I can assure you, I can assure you by the surety of the spirit that oh Salikatai that the efficacy of last night's prayer dealt with the Lord of the things. Several things have changed in your life. Can, can I show you something? Uh, turn to Hebrews chapter So much. I always wonder. Maybe is I don't know. I don't know because most of the songs that we sing here, we don't rehearse them. Nobody knows them. Not even I myself know them. We only find them out when we stand here, and you play them like you've known them for, you know, for. For years, you know, and uh, you you can't attribute that just to a gift alone. It has to be something more than that. It has to be the Spirit of God. You know, Andre Crouch. Who of you are know Andre Crouch? One of the best gospel artists in his generation. One day, his father was a minister. One day, they were sitting in the living room. There was a piano over there. His father called him when he was young. His father called him. He laid hands on him, prayed over him. And then he said, go play the piano. He played the piano with the skill and mastery of somebody who's been playing it for 40 years. That's how he received the gift of music. His father just laid hands on him and he played. He never went to school he never studied it and if you listen to his music one of the most anointed music you can find 
one of the most spirit filled music you can find uh, uh, he, he, he wrote he wrote uh, the, the well known song through uh, it all through it all that's andre crouch and from a young age he learned to play so it, 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 it is it is it is the anointing of the spirit of god is the only the anointing of the spirit of god can help us like for instance i can't sing i can't sing that's a fact i can't sing like your you know Mary J. Blige, your legend level i can't sing but in a setting i can create a whole album i don't need to write down a whole album I mean, I mean, how many songs have we sang in this ministry that were fresh, hot, from the oven? <laughs> uh, hot, hot from the oven. How many? Plenty. I myself have to re- go back and listen to that to remind myself how it goes. Because, I mean, because it's worse, just like I prophesy. You don't plan to prophesy. I mean, you don't plan the words that you want to say with the prophesy, right? It's the same. That's why most prophetic people are lyricists. It's how it goes. If you are prophetic and not a lyricist, then we, we need to, we need to, we need to question your prophetic uh, ability. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because, you know, music, there's nothing as powerful as music. It is, it is the language, it is the language of spirits. You may reject words, but you can't reject music. And you, it, it's impossible. You can listen to a song that you don't like, alright, and then find yourself in a queue, right? And find yourself tapping <laughs> to that song that you listen to that you, you don't like. Or sometimes you catch yourself maybe cleaning, singing that song. I get, but you don't like it. Or maybe you're brushing your teeth. Uh, brushing your teeth in the morning, I know. Or maybe, you know, you're just feeling happy that day. Maybe you're making food. Abu to me, Lord, Abu. You know, and you wonder what the hell? You know, you can't even. What the hell? That's music for you. That's music for you. It is the most powerful. It is the most powerful tool. The most powerful tool. Yes. And culture is, is created, perpetuated through music. You see, so, and it originates from the only one, God. If you go to heaven, heaven is never quiet. There's a symphony in heaven. Harmonics, you know how, how the flowers move, how the grass moves, how the air in heaven, the breeze, even the breeze in heaven is is soundful yeah 
wait until you get there. Hallelujah. So you need to see in order to help your spirit, your soul, and your body align themselves with God. That's how worship aids us in saturating ourselves in the presence of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. She says, Upon the harp, I will disclose my dark sins. As a mystery, upon the harp, by other words, upon the strings, I'll disclose my dark sins. So, sometimes, maybe you don't have the strength to pray, Mr. Bai. You are tired that night. What you do, you sit down on your chair, you put an instrumental, you close your eyes. And all of a sudden, you feel the Spirit of God ministering to you. Many times I do that. Those are one of the best times I have with the Lord. I lie on the floor, right on the floor, and I play some worship music and I lie down. Many times the Spirit of God doesn't speak to me, we don't talk, visions come to me. Visions come to me. And that's one of the best times to have in the presence of God. And music helps stimulate our souls and our spirits in that direction. Hallelujah. So we don't sing because we like singing. Amen. Yes. We sing because we want to worship. We want to worship and, and position ourselves to hear from the Spirit of God and to stir certain anointings and certain uh, spiritual stimuluses to help us. So Genesis 14 verse 18. I told you I get about today. Yeah, I don't want to be rushed by anybody's uh, psychological clock. Generational grace. What is this thing? Let's see. Let's let's see. Let's see how it works and how we get our, ourselves into this thing. Okay. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and he was. Genesis 14, 18. Eh? Be alive again. Amen. He was the priest of the? Yes. And he blessed him. He blessed who? Yeah. He blessed who? He blessed? Alright. And he said, Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. Here's what's strange there. Something strange there. Something is strange there. This is the blessing, okay? Okay, let's read it and then let's 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 look at several things, okay? Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hands. 
and he gave him a tithe of all. Now, notice what the blessing is, right? Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. Now, who is he referring to? Two, when he says possessor of heaven and earth one is he referring to God or is he referring to Abraham yeah. who is he referring to there <coughs> read it blessed be God I mean blessed be Abraham of God most high possessor of heaven and earth and blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hands and he gave him a tenth or a tithe of all now the bless where is the blessing there who is the blessing there because the Bible says he blessed him who is the blessing there he says blessed be Abraham of God most high possessor of heaven and earth so who is the possessor of heaven and earth Yeah. From the from that scripture, who is the possessor? Remember, if you say Abraham, you must be able to verify it. You say God, you must be able to verify it. So, who is the possessor of heaven and earth? Yeah. Who do you think is the pope? Okay. Waiting. Who is the possessor of heaven and earth? God. Yeah? Okay. <coughs> Who says God? If you think it's God, lift up your hand. If you think that is God, just lift up your hand, please. Remember, if you don't have any answer, you'll stand up the whole series. This time I'm serious. <laughs> this time I'm serious. If you don't, if you if I don't see your hand go up for any answer, you will leave. Uh, there's the space here. Mr. Bali, come sit forward, please. Come sit here and give us space here. If if you if you don't provide a conclusive answer, if you don't, you'll stand up. Alright, so make sure you are decisive. Who says or who thinks that it is God who is the possessor of heaven and earth? If you think so, genuinely, even if you're not sure, right? Lift up your hands. If you think it is God who is the possessor of heaven and earth, lift up your hands. Alright, let's see one. Yeah, no, lift up your hand, lift up your hand. If you think it's God, okay, one, two, three, four, five. If you think it is Abraham, lift up your hands. Alright, so, okay. Abraham is the possessor of heaven and. So he possesses heaven and he possesses. Okay. Let's start with the obvious ones the Abraham clan. Why do you guys think Abraham is the possessor of heaven? What makes you think he is? And if he is, when did he become? Mr. Benji. <laughs> it's a blessing. And then, let's take 
basic consultancy talks about the blessing of God. Mm. The first talks about Abraham is an end. <laughs> yeah. It's a blessing, and anyway. you can be blessed with something that you can learn with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're being technical now. Now you're being technical. You can be blessed with something that you don't have yet. Why blessed? No. He, the Bible says he is possessor of heaven and earth. Again? Hmm. No, no, we miss it. Yes. Okay, why did you say that? Say, <coughs> so, we have to remember that what Melchizedek is bringing is what Adam was. And Adam was given dominion over all the earth. So, Adam said, Now, it's possessor of heaven and earth, not just earth. Yes. yes. So, Adam was the possessor of heaven. Because you cannot be, you cannot dominate it unless you have the <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So Melchizedek was bringing something that lost. Okay, my wife. So, 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 so he was telling us that Abraham obtained. Now remember, Melchizedek is someone from another realm. Again, so he is blessing Abraham, right? So he, Abraham obtained it from who? Okay. All right. When or what do you think, bro? It's gone. Where do you want the God part? <laughs> <laughs> okay, one last one from the Abraham uh, click. Chris? So I think that when, when you read the context of what he's, what he's saying, he says then he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the most high God, possessor. So I think by saying that the blessing is communicated through what the word is coming from. So at that moment, the blessing that is coming upon Abraham is the possessor of heaven and earth. So, 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 so from what the Abraham clan are saying, they are saying that Abraham is a very dangerous human being. That's the blessing. That's, no, from, from, what, from what you Abraham clan is saying, that Abraham is a very powerful human being. He is the most powerful human being on earth. That's what you guys are saying. At that time, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's trying to protect himself. Right? You're trying to protect yourself. At the, <laughs> at the time of the blessing. So, brothers and sisters, if that is the case, that means when we read about these men, we are dealing with very dangerous subjects. Very dangerous subject. You understand that? Very dangerous. It's dangerous. And, and what this reveals is that the majority in the body of Christ really do not believe the Bible. 
Christians don't believe the Bible. Christians do not believe the Bible. It's the truth. Because had we believed the Bible, they would have been generational transfer of grace and all blessings bestowed on Abraham upon the current and previous generations of Christians. Now I want to help you understand something because the God uh, clan is very wrong, alright? I just wanted to see if the Abraham clan understood really what they were saying. Okay? So, let's let's biblically substantiate this, alright? That actually, Abraham is the possessor of heaven and earth. It is not difficult to understand that when you go aeons later and you hear your master tell you, do not fear, for it is the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So God is not afraid of giving man his own kingdom because God's kingdom, heaven does not define God. Earth does not define God. And in another instance, you will find that the eternal throne that governs over the universe is set on by a man. And the first man to sit on it was not Jesus. The first man to sit on it was David. So, Abraham, brothers and sisters, is the father of kings. He is not a king. Sarah is the mother of kings and princes. She is not a prince. She is above the king level. He is above, I mean the queen level. He is above the king level. The status of Abraham is not king. The status of Abraham is father. In the Godhead, there is the son who is the king and lord over all. God is not lord. God, Jehovah, is not Lord. He's not ruler. He is beyond ruler class. God is Father. The highest expression of his nature is Father. That means the source. So when we are dealing with Abraham, we are not dealing with a king. We are dealing with one from whose loins king comes from. So who is greater? And the father, right? The father is great. Now, Abraham is the father of all the kings of Israel. We are substantiating something very important here, okay? So, if that is the case, that tells us that by virtue of the covenant that God made with Abraham. Abraham replaced Adam. So the role of Abraham on earth was the replacement 
of Adam. I can show you from the very verse that we read. The Bible says Melchizedek comes to Abraham. Who is Melchizedek? Mm-hmm. Melchizedek is that person because the Bible says he was the king of Salem, the king of righteousness, right? Melchizedek is the one who held the title of Adam when he fell. Noah did not. Okay, Pastor, begin to prove what you are saying. All right? I'll prove it. I just need to say these things. When Abraham died, look what God did. God, they, there was a place called hell. What God did when Abraham died is that God created a garden for Abraham in hell. And he called that place paradise. Abraham's lot. Abraham's bosom in hell. Now God, 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 if there was ever, there are too many in the Bible who, with whom God dealt very generously in their death. You see the importance of, of someone after he has died. So in how God dealt with these men in their death reveals to us their significance in the plan of God. Because when Jesus Christ came, Jesus Christ said, God is not God of, of the dead. Because he said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus said, signifying that God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Jesus said, Abraham was alive. Where was he alive? Where was he alive? Because in Luke chapter 16, the Bible tells us that there was a rich man who had died and Lot who had died. And the rich man in hell saw a place where there was water because he asked that Lot bring him water from that place. How can hell have water? How can hell, hell have grass? How can hell have houses? Yet God had prepared that place for Abraham. If he was not important, that place would not even be named after him. Jesus told that man who he hanged with on the tree, said, today you shall be with me in paradise. Paradise is that place in hell where Abraham and all the other patriarchs went to. Only Moses did not visit that place. Moses is the first person to have ever died and went to heaven. Notice, I said to have ever died and went to heaven. He died and went to heaven. There are two people who did not die but are in heaven. Again? But Abraham died, but he had a place called Abraham's bosom, his own city in hell. Hmm. So now that tells you, it tells you the status of Abraham. Again, to the point that the Bible tells us about Jesus Christ, that Jesus is the seed, the son of Abraham. That tells you that Jesus calls Abraham father. Papa Abraham. We are talking about natural lineage. 
His father is Abraham. His father is David. So David has a throne again, and that's the throne that Jesus sits on. If David has a throne and David comes from the loins of Abraham, what does Abraham have? <laughs> Abraham can't sit on the same throne that David is sitting on. So God must give Abraham something greater than David has. Well, all this is in the Bible. Alright? I'll show you all this is in the Bible. Alright. Now I have your attention. Now I have your attention. So let's read that verse again. And quantify several things. Amen? Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High. Now, now, many people, look at me, many people have said Melchizedek was an angel. I get it. Many, many teachings say, no, Melchizedek is a cherub, or a seraphim, or, or an archangel. Cherubs, archangels, and seraphs, they cannot be priests. So the priesthood is only given to man. <coughs> so if Melchizedek was a high priest, he had to be a man. But, but there is something here, because when we go further into the New Testament and study about this genealogy of Melchizedek, we hear he is without father and mother, without beginning of days, no end of days. He has no genealogy from which he comes from. Then you must ask yourself, okay, who is a man in creation who is without father and mother, who is without beginning of days, no end of days, but who is a man? Oh, many people, I know where they run to. They run to Jesus. But the Bible never said he is Jesus. The Bible says he is like unto the Son of God. So he is not the son, he is like. So who is he that exists in the universe? That's what you must find out. That has no genealogy, but is a man. And qualifies to be a high priest and is also a king. There is only one class. And those are them that are before the throne called the 24 elders. The word elders, they are saints. These are the ones who are not better by men. Therefore, they have no father, no mother. These are the ones that came. They, they, are, they are the foundational beings of the universe. They are those that the bounces and the sons of God clap their hands at the beginning of creation. So Melchizedek had to be one that comes from that genealogy. So now, Mr. Bali, Melchizedek comes to a man he comes to a man as a king because the Bible says, and the king of Salem, the priest of the Most High. So Melchizedek is both a king and a priest. He carries the priesthood and the kingdom. So he has to have come from the kingdom of God. Now when he comes, he comes as an extraterrestrial being. He's a man from another realm, but he's still a man. Mm. 
He is still a man. But from another dimension. And he is coming to another man in this fallen dimension to give him certain blessings. Why did he give him the blessings at that time? Chapter 13. Chapter 13. You there? Verse 14. 13, 14. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lord separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Look northward, southward, eastward, westward. For all the land which you see, I gave to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants could also be numbered. Arise, walk in the length, through its length and its width, for I give it to you. So the blessing came because Abraham had done what God had said. He had looked southward, northward, eastward, westward. And he had what? He had seen what God had given him. Now, in 13, you don't really see the full scope of what Abraham saw. Because Abraham didn't just see the land, he saw beyond. Romans chapter 4, for the promise, yeah? for the promise that was made that they should be what? Heirs of the world was not made to Abraham alone, but to his posterity. So from there we see that Abraham saw beyond the physical plane and he saw the entire earth. But Melchizedek substantiates the fact that Abraham saw even beyond and saw heaven. So when Melchizedek comes, the blessing is to do what? Is to see what the man has seen. To bless the Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. So Abraham has the title deed to heaven and to earth. So at that time, Abraham becomes the most powerful human being to ever live. Because the fullness of God's agenda, the fullness of God's plan can now be wrought, can now be executed. Why? Because God had found a man with whom to what? To seal an eternal contract. So God will continue to function in the earth, brothers and sisters, even if men don't pray. Because God had been given legal rights by a man. When the Bible talks about Abraham, you know what God says who Abraham is? He says, Abraham, my friend. You don't say my servant. He says, Abraham, my friend. My God. God is a friend, bro. And his best friend is Abraham. 
Abraham, my best friend. He's my friend. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Abraham, my friend. He is the only one. If you've ever seen Abraham, I've seen him several times. He's the only one who has retained his, his, his age features, but still looking very young. You can see that he's very ancient. He has white hair. He has, his hair is like God's hair. He's a white hair and white beard. He looks young, but he's very, he looks old at the same time. God's friend. So, there was the beginning of the ancient blessing, the ancient grace that would be transmitted or transferred throughout Abraham's generations. Remember, in chapter 12, he says, I will, I will, oh, let's read it, let's read it, let's read it, let's read it. Let's read it. Verse 12, chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house to the land I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In you. So, so Mr. Ban, the reference point for every blessing is who? Every blessing by which all men have been blessed, the rep- he says, in you shall all, hey, balayo Bible. In you shall what? Some. That means the Europeans, the Asians, the Chinese, the blacks, huh? the Caucasians, the Latinos, the Americans. He says, all families. All families now. Now read it. All of the earth. Now I want to explain what that word means. Okay? Can I? Can I? When he says all families of the earth shall be blessed in you. You know what he means? You know what he means? What does he mean? (laughs) No. It means all species. All species. The word there means kindred. means all species. That means not just human species, but every other species on earth. That You, you, you get it now. That means the species of birds. Are you, are you, getting, are you getting this? Are you get, doesn't this sound familiar? And let them have dominion over the birds of the air. Uh, of the fish of the sea, over every creeping thing, and God says, "In you shall all family." Now, what God has done, God, God, God is Mike. God is God is supreme. Amen. God is supreme. Notice how He blesses Abraham now. He says, "In you shall all families of the earth be blessed." It is the same blessing that Abraham, I mean, that God gave to Adam. It's the same. Because he's saying every species, every family on earth, every species, that means the human family, animal family, whatever species exists on earth, he says, will be blessed from Abraham. Now we are dealing with what here? We are dealing with original 
grace, blessing. So every family receives blessing from Abraham. Is, is it not amazing? So Abraham then had become the Adam of from that time onwards. So non-Christians, it's not that this thing is not a religious thing. That's why when Abraham disobeyed God and he brought forth Ishmael, Ishmael has how many nations? 12 nations, right? Again, 12 princes. God said, even from him, you know, there'll be princes because he comes, he comes from your loins. Those princes are the Persian uh, 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 clans, the 12, uh, 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 they, they are Persian. Now, all these Arabs nation are Muslim, right? They have another different religion. But who, they are, who, who do they hate more than anything? They hate Isaac. They hate Isaac. Because he told him, he said, this one, he will fight with his brothers. He will fight with everyone. And let me tell you, no one but Jesus can stop the Islam. The Islam nation. No, there is no nation on earth. Islam will, will topple America. You see the America that the America that you say Islam will topple. Why? They 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 are moving with the strength of their father. God blessed Ishmael, even though it was not the same blessing that went to Isaac, but he blessed him. <coughs> Oh boy, the moon. Oh. Oh, 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 You see, they may end all religions, huh? They will never end Islamic. Never. Oh, shucks. <laughs> you must see what they will do to America. You, oh. You will no, you you just see for yourself. You just see for yourself. These are sons of Abraham. These are sons of Abraham. Everywhere they go, they take over. Like the Jews, everywhere they take over. Everywhere they go, they take over. These are sons. These are princes. You can't do nothing to them. Look, look what they did to Dubai. Yeah, in less than twenty years. Less than 20 years. It was a desert, that place. They got there, they looked at it, they began to dream. They built up that thing. That thing now, there is no money that flows more than in the whole world than, than, than the one that flows through Dubai. The children of Abraham. What are you going to do? But besides, that's not, that's not the point I wanted to show you. But what I want to show you is that he is the original inheritor of the Adamic blessing. Now you understand, right? Okay. Now let's go to Hebrews. And then we're going to pray. Don't you love this? Amen. Chapter 7. 
So yesterday we were just dealing about covenants and bloodlines and stuff like that. All, all this that we are dealing with here is related to wealth acquisition. All this. If you, if you understand this, Mr. Benjamin, ne? if you understand this, all that we have been teaching, ne? you will sit, you will be sitting, and every good thing will be following you. If you understand this. This, if you understand, hey, you will change your life forever. For, forever. Forever. Because you will not be operating from a base uh, Christian level. Nah. You will be operating from Abrahamic level. Remember, it is Abraham, David, Jesus. Those are reference, those are reference points. Get the first one, breach the covenant. Boof, Satan came in. Noah, Noah, Noah was just leasing. He was not like the, the main man. Alright? He was, he was the progenitor. In other words, he was one that God had chosen just to populate the earth. That's why his blessing was what? Multiply. Just continue multiplying. Yes. Yes, God did not say to Noah what he said to Abraham. Again? Yes. But was he powerful? Oh, absolutely. Ab- absolutely. He, he cursed an entire bloodline. <laughs> that, that's no, he cursed him. That Barbie. Babalas. Babalas is like, curse be Canaan. A seventh, a seventh, a seventh of seven shall he be. He said, he shall serve in the tents of his brothers. Yeah, a seventh of sevens. Study, study Canaan. He was the father, Canaan was the father of Nimrod, right? But not only Nimrod, he was also the father of Mizpah. Or Mizpah. Mizpah is uh, who, or what Egypt is today. So Mizpah is Egypt, right? And Egypt is the, is the, Egypt is the father of Egypt, is the father of Ethiopia. All right, Egypt and Ethiopia are the parents of Africa. It is from these two nations that the whole African population stems forth. All right, his brother Sham, 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 Europe, Asia, and so forth. Right, they spread across. But Egypt, Ethiopia, and Egypt. I think I said this with you at one point, right? I think when we were dealing with some nation. <laughs> I think what was the authority? Ayana is dealing with the history of nations, right? And and that thing passed through the entire bloodline. Think about it. And 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 here's here's the here's the here's the strange here's the strange thing, right? I, I want to show you how the the spiritual aspect of life operates. Here's the strange thing. They, there is no, there is no, there is no continent on earth that is as rich, minerally rich as Africa. You talk about mineral rich, I'm talking about your golds, your, your minerals, 
no nation on earth but because there is a there is a curse over her what happens Shem comes Ham comes and then they 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 post you they transfer you they, they take you to uh, Jephthah, they take you to <laughs> Shem, you become their slave. When Europeans were posted through slave ships, and in, this is this this is this is not a to degrade anything, okay? But this is just to state fact, right? When Noah cursed. Canaan, the skin changed. The skin darkened. You, you, you know why? Because of the curse. Black skin is harder than any other skin. You know that. All of you know that. <laughs> Am I right, Mr. Bad? You see why it's called that thing, blisters all over. Black skin. No, no, no. The, the our physical physiology is pointing to something in the spirit that has happened. So Noah was powerful. That's that's what I just tried to. But Abraham, Abraham, there's no there's no curse with Abraham. Abraham is blessing. Abraham is, whoever blesses Abraham is blessed. That's Abraham, he's a mirror. You curse Abraham, you are cursed. That is why any nation that goes against Israel is dangerous. And you must pray for South Africa. Because South Africa is intensifying its animosity against Israel and is siding with Palestine. That's dangerous. So obvious, you know South Africa is cursed. That's how you know the future. You see, I can teach you to be a prophet when, even if you're not one. Is how you know these things. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying to you? So, he says, he that curses Abraham will be cursed. He that blesses Abraham. That's why nations that... See, the reason why America right now... See, God is strategic. God was supposed to destroy America uh, in 2014. God was supposed to destroy America through war in 2014. Right? So, because... Some folks in that land was praying. Remember, God doesn't need many people to, to, to change his mind, right? Folks were praying. So what God did was that he gave them a president. So he gave them, and the president that he gave them is not, was not a political person. He's from outside, a businessman, right? Say whatever you want. He gave him a president. He gave them a president. Now, there's a reason why he gave them the president. Because he knew that the president's heart towards his child, Israel, would be soft. So why? Because there was already curse on, on America. So the only way to bring blessing was to reflect it. So he needed to use a man who was pro-Israel so that through his blessing of Israel, God may bless you. That's how God works. So you will see, the day Trump 
turn ends. Then you will see the day Trump's turn end. You will see the first thing that will happen in the United States is 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 a earthquake followed by a tsunami that will wipe out California. And then World War begins. World War Three will begin from 2024. World War 20, World War 3 will begin from 2024. No, you see, you're looking at me stupid now. <laughs> 2024, World War 3 officially begins. It will be declared in 2024. NATO by that time will be dissolved. 2023. Are you listening to me? Yes, South Africa will go into turmoil. Russia will come in, China will come in, and they will use the base in Port Elizabeth and especially the one in the Western Cape to set up their naval headquarters because that is the easiest route to America. By the time the Russian fleet and the Chinese fleet enter into uh, U.S. Uh, waters, by the time they enter into U.S. waters, it will be 2025. Mid-2025, China will strike first from the ocean. When China strikes first, it will destroy one major city in the United States. Then many other nations will begin joining in against the United States. One of the nations that will topple and take over again uh, 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 Europe is Germany. Germany right now has more power than the entire European Union together because many people don't know this. Germany was the one that initiated and started the EU. When, when, I'm speaking this by the Spirit of God, when, 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 when Hitler fell, Germany, the, the Nazi went underground, it didn't die. That's sorry for another time. So, it, it helps to know the future. It helps, I, t I tell you, sometimes God shows me movies. Sometimes the Spirit of God takes me and he says, come, I'll show you. Then I see a whole, what I'm telling you, I saw it as a movie, but it was the future. Why did I say that? I was saying that with regards to Abraham, that you can't curse Israel and prosper. That's, that's why the Bible says, can we read it? Yes. Can we, we deal with generational grace here. Get to see. Um, so. <laughs> See, I told you things that Ish shouldn't have said, but it's fine. <laughs> One twenty-two, it's fine. At least you learned something. All right. Amen. Yeah, we're not fake prophets. Amen. Amen. I will not take prophets. 
And give us the button. We're not claiming here. Before that, alright, maybe I should just. Before that, in around 2022, and it's supposed to, it will start now. The whole world will enter into a, a global economical crisis. So countries now will be trying to salvage and trying to fix. But 2022, that's why messages like this are important. Because in 2022, God is going to release angels for the church. Because at that time, God will begin to build the last phase of his glorious church. The church at that time will be more wealthy than you, you could ever imagine. But the strange thing is that most of these creatures you see will not be there. Again, so messages like this are important. Are important. So then, Pastor, when is Jesus coming back? Do you know? Hallelujah. The angel that spoke to Gabriel and gave him dates of all these things that will happen he said to him i will tell you what is noted in the book of the future that's the book that we read from sometimes when god allows us watch a few months from now i told you you watch cape town watch cape town just you watch you you just watch Watch global news, Cape Town, underwater. You see, these things look like they are impossible, right? Because we live in a generation where we don't see much of these things. But you must understand the times in which we are in. We are or have been officially in the days of Noah for the last seven years. Cape Town, watch Cape Town. Cape Town is the headquarters of the LGBT uh, community. It's the headquarters. It's where Satan be, uh, spread that spirit from, Cape Town. Yes, it is, it is modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. Cape Town. Let me, let me tell you how I saw the vision. I was standing, I was standing on the waters in the sea I was looking. As far as my eyes could see, the ocean had risen. And I saw it and it was coming, it was coming ferociously. Then the scene changed and I was standing from the side and Cape Town was underwater. Well, and, and you, 
know what will happen? What do you think? What do you think the Northern Cape is the most uninhabited land in South Africa? There is more land in the Northern Cape than in many other provinces combined. Do you know that? It's because there will be no such thing as the Western Cape. That whole area, most people will move up north. That exodus, that migration will take place very, very soon. Not many days from now. God, God showed me he will bring this nation to its knees. This nation. He will bring it to its knees. It's just a matter of time. And we will, we will also receive or partake of that judgment if we do not isolate ourselves. <clears throat> so messages like this, times like this in the Lord helps us to separate ourselves from the world. Yes. God showed me what will happen for the next, right up until 2030, 2030, because it's about three, three decades, 30 years into the future I have seen. With regards to the nations of the world and the events of the nations of the world, 30 years into the future. The last seven years, God did not want to show me because those are the last seven years of this 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 age where it doesn't have much time it's only about 30 years left so from 2022 uh 20 about 2050 it's around 2050 and then there's that seven years then there's the second coming of jesus around 2060 you, you think is very far. It's just here. So we must be as serious as ever, especially in believing the word of God, because many Christians don't believe the word of God. They don't. They really don't believe the word of God. What what we teach, what we hear being preached isn't the word of God isn't at all the word it's something else it's not God's word it's something else it's about because people have itching ears they are able to discern hallelujah so I don't know why I shared that but it must it must be important to what's going to happen tonight. Uh, 122 right and then let's go to Hebrews 7 and then let's pray so I wanted to show you something again <laughs> Again, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Remember, when Jesus comes, you will not rule from every place, anywhere. His headquarters is Jerusalem. You will not rule from, you will not rule from Africa. And you will not be moving around. 
If the Bible says if all the kings will go to him. Think about Jesus, how much he loves that nation. His own Jerusalem, Jerusalem. The city that kills our prophets. He says, I have desired to gather you as a head gathers a chicks. But you shall see me no more until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That means at the time when Israel will be devastated, they will remember Jesus. Imagine how patient he is. Mm. Jerusalem is built, verse 3, as a city that is compact together, where the tribe goes up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For thrones are set there for judgment. The thrones of the house of David. Again, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace within your walls. Prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, peace be upon you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Say, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace within your walls and prosperity. Why is there turmoil? Agitation, discomfort in nations, in cities, in families. It's because they have forgotten the source of the blessing. Just pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It says, for in its peace is your prosperity. So, 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 so God has, has made a way. You know what, right now we think we know too much. We go on prayer mountains to fast 40 days for prosperity and wealth. You waste your time. <laughs> True prosperity is with one person, Abraham. 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 Israel. Hebrews. For this will Kizadeh, king of Salem, priest of the Most High, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, being first translated king of righteousness and also king of Salem, meaning king of peace, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made unto the like unto like unto the Son of God, remains a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was 
to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. And indeed, those who are the sons of Levi, who received the priesthood, have a commandment to receive tithes from the people according to the law, that is, from their brethren, though they have come from the though they have come from the but he whose genealogy is not derived from them received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had and blessed him who had blessed him who has now I am going to explain something that you may not have known alright the covenant that God made with Abraham was not and only God's promises to Abraham had nothing to do with the Old and the New Testament they were outside that zone so the promises of God to Abraham and the covenant that he had made was not affected by the covenant because it fell outside the covenant. Abraham had the promises. Now, he who had the promises needed to be blessed by someone from a higher order. That was Melchizedek. Why? Why was that important? To substantiate and validate and to make the promises of God to that man and his posterity now effective. But when you look at Abraham, don't be thinking the law. Because what he and God did was outside the law. That is why the, the law cannot annul the promise. Are you following me? Are you following me? So this is a deal, that a contract, that a treaty that was made between the Spirit of God and God that is outside whatever law came to be, whatever covenant came to be. The covenants are made or are effected by the promise. So the promise is greater than the covenant, than the Old and the New Testament. Now when Jesus comes, Jesus does something extraordinary. Jesus stands as a mediator between the old and the new. So what he does is that by fulfilling the old, he abolishes it. So he renders its existence irrelevant anymore. And then he does something that by dying, he activates a new clause, a new testament, right? But that testament doesn't last forever. It lasts for only three days because he is alive. And a testament is only what in effect as long as its testator is dead. So Jesus didn't die forever. He only died for three days. Why? Because he needed to activate the clause in the New Testament. So he dies and that clause is activated. So what that clause does is that it gives God a window to create now a new order of living outside of any law you understand so that allows God to bring forth a new creation that new creations purpose is to live out 
what he promised Abraham. Because under the law, it could not be lived out. So Jesus institutes the New Testament for only three days and then it becomes irrelevant. Why? Because now every person who will be born again or who will believe in Jesus will be born or will be the offspring of what? Of the new covenant. And the new covenant is a covenant that God made with who? With Jesus. So at that point, Jesus entered into a covenant with God that allowed for what? For the outbreak. The Bible tells us that we are sons of the covenant. We are not the covenant. We are sons of the covenant. That means we are the fruits of the transaction. So when a generational grace, generational blessing comes in, these are ancient graces. These are ancient blessings. Now in order for them to go from the original source to you, there are transactionary laws in the spirit. One of which has to do with bloodline. And has to do with the cleansing and redeeming of a bloodline. And it has also to do with the severing of a bloodline. So if you're going to enjoy the blessings, the promises, the fulfillment of those promises that comes with your allegiance to what Christ Jesus, what you must do is that you must renounce. The man asked him, he said, hey, I, I want to follow you, but let me bury my father. He says, nah. Let the dead bury their own dead. Now, why would Jesus say that? And he 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 said he said that he wasn't even saying, "Hey, I'm sorry, your father died, bro." He said, "No, no, let the dead bury their own dead." Why? Because Jesus has an eternal agenda, and he knows that that listen that burials or funerals are the activities of the ignorant. He's, he says, hey, let the dead bury their own dead. You follow me. In other words, you are telling the man, severe your ties. is one of the, the principles that took place with Elisha and Elijah. Elijah, Elisha was working in his father's, in his family business. Elisha came, he put the mantle on him and he left. Right? And then Elisha said, hey, let me go say bye-bye to my family. Elijah said, what do I have to do with you? What do I have to say? Do do bye bye to your family. Bye bye to your family. <laughs> so the reason why some of us, brothers and sisters, in reality, we are unable to access, even though we are Christians by name, unable to access these things, is because we are we still have ties, spiritual ties to our families. Jesus. When he became of age, never answered the name of Joseph anymore. By name, I mean the the the, the family. He never answered it anymore. He had never at one point referred to Joseph as his father. One day, when his mother and his sisters and his brothers came to us, he says, "Who are my mother? Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Who are my sisters?" He says, "Everybody that does the will of my father, he is my brother." And he didn't go to see them after. Why? 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 Be because there was something spiritual taking place. And that was to show us that if we are going to access kingdom wealth, Mr. Bali, we are going to have 
to detach ourselves spiritually, severe ourselves from our own bloodline. Okay, Pastor, can you show me this by the Bible? Yes. No man. Oh, let's read it. You know, let's read. Let's read this thing. Let's read. This. Let's read this thing. Mark. Mark chapter ten. Mark chapter ten, verse twenty-nine. Verse twenty-seven. Let's read from verse twenty-seven. I'll show you the major problem that is keeping us in bondage, in suffering, in lack, in poverty, in misery, in unfulfillment. Are you there? Amen. You there? Amen. Yeah. Okay. But Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. We have left all. And for, that means I've left my wife, I've left my children, I've left. You see, there is a price to entering this dimension. When a wife and a husband get married. He said to leave mother and father to cleave. Now the cleaving or the leaving is not something that happens physically. Because Moses lived in his father-in-law's house for how many years? 40 years. He served his father-in-law for 40 years. But it was something more than that. It was a spiritual detachment. An emotional detachment, a soul detachment. Why? Because as long as you are attached to your bloodline, whatever story is in that bloodline will tell itself through you. So this guy says, We have left all. Now, listen to what Jesus said. I shortly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake, and the Gospels, who shall not receive what? A hundredfold. In this time, houses, brothers, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands. Notice he doesn't add wives there. Jesus is lovely, huh? He doesn't add wives there. <laughs> Because if he had added wives, he would have given everybody the right for polygamy. He doesn't add it. Because Jesus knows. He made a male and And God doesn't join you to many husbands or many wives. He joins you to one. Okay? So, he says, will not receive a hundredfold of all these things. And in the age to come, eternal life. Can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? So the major problem in, 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 in the breach or what is, what is not right in us attaining or accessing this world because of our bloodline. About bloodline. We are still following the footsteps of our fathers, of our mothers. We have not yet chosen fully the way and the path of the Spirit. Remember, 
you are Abraham's son or seed by faith. It's a faith thing. It's a faith thing. This is a faith thing. So your faith is not connected to Abraham's genealogy. You, you can't share of what? The generational grace. Empowerment of the spirit. Remember the Bible tells us that Levi being in the loins of Abraham paid tithes also to Melchizedek, to Abraham. The tithe will pay. The tithe. Levi, the Bible says, paid tithes to Abraham. So you can see how a man's action affects his loins, affects his seed, affects his prosperity. Men with grace, men with grace, have the power, brothers and sisters, to suspend or delay judgment. Remember what Solomon said. God said to him, I will not do this because of his father, but I will do it in the days of his son. Because now, what had happened is that he escaped a generation. So God was not now bound to continue because he had kept the promise he had made to David. Even when he separated the kingdoms, the northern and the southern kingdoms, he, the Bible says he still left a light in Judah because of his servant. So the entire Bible, Mr. Bible, is about what? A covenant God made with a man. Then ultimately Jesus came to make available for every human race on earth, that all may be the seed of Abraham through Jesus Christ, that the promise may also come upon the Gentiles. So the Spirit of God, the reason why the Spirit is given to everyone, because the Holy Spirit is a guarantee, is a down payment of the what of what God promised Abraham. He is a down payment. The Bible calls him a guarantee. Is a deposit. So the presence of the Spirit of God in our lives is a deposit. What deposit? That surely that which I have promised to Abraham and fulfilled in me. So wealth becomes the major component to the establishment of that covenant. Any man who will not demonstrate kingdom wealth cannot be part of this agenda. Because this agenda, brothers and sisters, is not on the backs of prayer warriors. This agenda, oh Lord Jesus. This agenda relies on the stewardship of kingdom world. So the major weapon that God must deploy to you against the purposes, the agenda, and to crush the system of Satan is well. And how does he bring wealth to you? Not through you working. It makes you inherit it. And I told you in, in, in the first service that how that happens is through wisdom. Wisdom is best personified and best described as a man or a mind that loves the will of God. So the establishment of that will is taking place through the transaction of 
generational grace. So except you have that, nothing can work. You will pray and all you will build for God is tents. You will pray and all you will do for God, brothers and sisters, is just love Him and save Him. Yes, why? You are not connected. But you are a Christian, yes. You are a Christian still trying to find His way. The day you plug in, you all of a sudden, he says, nations that do not know you shall come and bow you. All of a sudden, you enter a dimension that belongs to the body of Christ. Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. Before we pray tonight. that he possessed was his own. But they had all things in they had all things in and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who left for all who were possessors of lands and houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles and they distributed to each one as anyone had need. and Joseph who was named Barnabas by the apostles which is translated the son of consolation and Levite of the country of Cyprus having land sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles with something was happening there. They were laying all down for Jesus. They were laying all down for the gospel. But something seemed to happen. The more they gave, the more they had. The more they gave, they never left. They have now ascended, brothers and sisters, had now detached themselves from any physical connection and they were plugged in the kingdom of Almighty God. above 
brothers and sisters. This is how you enter into hidden riches of darkness. This is how you inherit the wealth, the labor of nations. The, the, the medium is supernatural. It's beyond any natural human system. How God can move you from one place to another overnight is something only he can define. The Bible says that one moment Philip was in one place, the other moment he was found in Azotas. How did that take place? The Bible says when, when the Ethiopian came out, he did not see, for he was transported by the Spirit. In this conference, that's what the Spirit of God was endeavoring to do. He was endeavoring to transport you into the treasuries of wealth, into the stewardship, the administration of kingdom wealth. So when you leave this conference, you know you may not have money, but there is a power working in your life, ensuring that all the resources that is required to establish the vision, the purposes, the plans, and the covenant of God in your life is present without you having to struggle for it. It's called generational How does a man, how does God make a man who has never worked a single day in his life, who has never started a single day in his life, a millionaire? 
almost overnight. How does that happen? How does God tell a man to leave school, his vocation, and follow him? How does how does he fall off the Your greatest security in life is whether or not you have heard God. If you have heard God, you have nothing to fear. Only if you have not heard Him, you have all reason to doubt. But if you have heard God, brothers and sisters, your confidence, your stature should be strengthened. Because God is not a man that He should not. So we are dealing with something much bigger than you, much greater than you. Something that has the potential to affect generations after you. An alignment that has taken place in the spirit. You will call it luck, but it's not luck. <laughs> Jesus said, With man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. We must get to a place where reality becomes our home. Becomes our home. Hallelujah. The angels are present. Behold, says the Lord, I do anything. And you have not known it, but shall see it, and shall experience it. For yeah, there is no human way, no human ingenuity, but all this shall take place upon the strength of my spirit. Forget the past, says the Lord. Forget the old. And forget the experiences of the old, for that is obsolete. For ye, what I shall do, shall make up, <laughs> shall make up for all the ill experiences of the past. 
How long shall it take thee, says the Spirit of God? Did you not read that in six days I recreated the whole earth? It will not take me time to readjust your life according to my purposes. <laughs> in one day I shall do this and in the next I shall do that. But yes, says the Spirit of God, it shall all come to pass even as I have spoken it. For yea, I do it even now. Light in place of darkness. Abundance in place of lack. Fullness in place of emptiness. And yes, I shall even I shall even cause the brook and the well to come from the wilderness. The Lord shall say even unto you. That even in the wilderness, you will dance in the waters. You will swim in the waters. And yes, the abundance, even of the sea, shall flock unto you. And the Lord shall say unto you that by virtue of your presence and attendance in this conference, I will do in your life what I could not do in your mother's and father's lives, what I could not do in your great-grandparents, and even up to the fourth generation, says the Spirit of God, there shall be a confluence of the blessings, the confluence of the bringing together of those things that I could not do in past generations in your family. I shall do it with you, says the Lord. For yes, I have placed my rod and scepter upon you. And yes, the pedestal I have placed you on is greater than those in your former generation, says the Spirit of God. I have placed you on a higher and greater platform. Do not look unto man, nor unto the arm of flesh, for there is no help. But lift up your eyes and see beyond the stars and set your gaze upon my throne. For for my sanctuary my blessing shall issue forth even now in this moment says the spirit of God I am bringing order I am bringing correction and yes you call it millions I call it grace you call it billions I call it the army of the heavenly host and the spirit of God says whatever you call it you shall see it materialize says the spirit of the living God some of you have been living beyond your means struggling to make ends meet but the spirit of God is saying unto you for all those times you live beyond your means I will make you live above your means not only shall I grant you your needs but even the desires of your heart even the things that you have desired and wanted but the Spirit of God had no natural means or financial means to to purchase or to get or to acquire it but the Lord says acquaint thyself with me and thou shalt lay dust Thou shall leave gold as dust. Yes, says the Spirit of the living God. For yea, I will bless you, even with the hidden treasures. Treasures that were always there, but you did not know. I am giving you graces, says the Spirit of God. Some of you will begin to take over and occupy high positions in your careers and says the spirit of the living God I'll give some of you wisdom and knowledge and ideas to thought 
Shall you not wonder and think it was like a dream when I bring to pass things that you thought were impossible, things that you dreamed about and thought would never happen? Shall you not wonder, says the Spirit of God, when I shall do these things before your eyes? And for who shall I do it, says the Lord? He says, for my glory and for my reputation. For I know that you are mine, says the Spirit of God. And I know you by name. And now in the heavens, I sound and I confess your name before my angels. And see, they go forth and bring to pass an establishment of my word and purposes in your life. I am giving you wealth as a weapon. I am giving you prosperity as a shield. The Lord said you shall not drink from the arm of flesh, but you shall drink from the reservoir of my spirit, from which there is no end, says the Lord. You shall drink and be satisfied, and shall never thirst again, says the Spirit of the living God. And yes, you ask, Lord, when, when, when? When, when? Is it not now? Is it not suddenly? Is it not in a moment of time where you shall break forth supernaturally? When even men in your family shall wonder, how is this? How is this possible? How could this be done? For you are the lowest of the lowest. But now the angel of the Lord has visited you like it visited, he visited Daniel. And as one man, you shall be able to represent and uphold the name of the Lord. Behold, I give you the scepter. And I stretch it over your heads tonight, says the Spirit of God. And yes, are these not the keys to wealth? Are these not the keys to hidden treasures? And yes, I give them unto you, says the Spirit of God. Receive and walk in the blessing of the Lord. From this day forth, I pronounce generational grace upon every single person in this room. That the grace that should have worked for your mothers, the grace that should have worked for your brothers, the grace that should have worked for your, for your uncles and for your aunts and for your... Nothing shall be lost, for there is a restoration, a restoration, a restoration, says the Spirit of the living God. I am washing the feet and the parts where your feet have treaded. Behold, I do this thing swiftly. I do this thing swiftly, just like I did it in Israel, in a moment of time, in a day, in a night, in an hour. In an hour there was a shift, in an hour there was a change, in an hour there was a transference. Yes, 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 from one hand to the other, says the Spirit of God, stewards of wealth, stewards and administrators of kingdom prosperity. As you seek my kingdom, as you plant yourself, 
into fulfilling my word and pursuing my counsel, says the Lord. I will bring all that you require. Even if I have to use the ravens, even if I have to use the birds, even if I have to use men, even if I have to use systems, I shall do it, says the Spirit of God, that my name and my kingdom may be exalted above all the kingdoms of the earth, says the Lord. Shall I use you? Shall you be my instrument, says the Spirit of God? Shall I display and express and manifest and demonstrate my power in and through you, says the Lord? And yes, I shall do it. I shall do it. I shall do it. I will make my name a praise. I will make my name a praise through you, says the Lord. And then thou shalt sing the songs of Zion. For the Lord would have done it for you without the strength of man. Without any natural way, says the Lord. For I shall even open the channels of the Spirit and pour upon you, says the Lord, blessings uncontainable. Blessings that you are unable to contain, says the Spirit of God. And the same, oh, 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 I see something in the Spirit. I see something in the Spirit. And the Lord is saying to tell you that the same way I brought the manna, I shall bring all your needs. Oh, glory to God. My, 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 the same path that the manna took to come upon Israel and to reach Israel, the Lord said, the resources of the kingdom shall reach you. Watch me turn the hands of time and restore unto you what the locust has stolen, what the canker worm has stolen. Yes, even in thy bloodline, says the Lord. Jesus is showing up in your life. You have been in the presence of the Almighty God. There is a shift. There is a shift. There is a shift. I see the spirit of Elijah coming in this place. Watch, says the spirit of God. Watch, says the spirit of God. By my spirit. By my spirit, by my spirit, by my spirit, you have been crying unto me from the wilderness. For here you shall see, says the Lord, how I shall provide, even in the wilderness. For you shall be full. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by the word that proceeds from my mouth. And I have spoken, says the Lord. And the thing which I have spoken shall happen. Hallelujah. Shall come to pass.
Grace like a river flow. Grace like a grace like a river flow. Grace like a grace like a river flow. Grace like a grace like a river flow. Coming down on me. This grace is coming with tremendous healings, deliverances in the soul, in the body. Coming down on me, coming down on you, it's flowing. The Lord said, I will use you as a weapon to shatter religious strongholds in cities and nations. For I will use you, says the Spirit of God, 
to display the culture of my kingdom, the culture of my spirit. Yes, you shall see that my cities shall spread abroad through prosperity. Coming down on me, coming down on you, it's flowing. Remember that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that he was rich, but he became poor, that we through his poverty might become rich. And how that the angels and the elders say unto him, you are worthy to receive all riches, all glory, all dominion. The lamb was slain. The blood is spilled. The bloodline of Jesus Christ speaks. Coming down on me, coming down on you, it's flowing. Go forth, kingdom administrator. Go forth. 
from your kinfolk. Oh, the Lord shall, shall make you his jewel. An ornament of grace shall crown you. The Lord is bringing stability over your aeon. The Lord is erecting pillars that will continue to sustain your house, an immovable house, the rock of the ages has spoken on your behalf. The rock of the ages has decided this matter. The king and the judge have made judgment in your favor. Just bless him, just bless him. Just thank him and bless him.
just hold hands, please, everybody. Father, we bless you, we thank you, we honor you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We don't have much to say. We are grateful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We bless you. We honor you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. It's not by might. It's not by power. No human can receive glory or take honor and take credit for this. But all glory and honor belongs to you, Father. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you.